Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 36 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we complain about those people in our lives that violate the social contract we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Raspberries, with my co-host, the Buck Grendel, bringing you new and interesting stories from all over the world. Buck, I, I, I'm going through and I'm rearranging stories to make sure that, you know, we, we have the, the time we need and we have interesting stuff and... I noticed that four of the seven stories we're going to cover today are all out of Florida. What the heck? You know, empirical evidence does not lie, Raz. It seems like there is an ongoing trend for the Sunshine State where they just seem to manifest some of the most borderline ridiculous behavior that exists, and we capitalize on it. I mean, it's it's free humor, and it's not even scripted. We don't even have to pay people for it. It's all right there. (laughs) it's rather ridiculous. I mean, it's so much so that we have a theme song on, on my stream deck, just to, I can just tap it for the Florida man song. But so the first half of the episode today is all Florida man, Florida man, Florida man. So I'm going to go ahead and get the theme song out of the way and we'll jump right into it. Florida man, Florida man does whatever the fuck he can makes headlines every time. Florida's paradigm. Look out. Here comes Florida Man. And here comes Florida Man. This has been reported by ABC3 Where TV. Report. Crestview Man found with heroin tells deputies it's chocolate laxative. I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that most of our listening audience doesn't really have a whole lot of experience with heroin. Heroin does not look like chocolate. <laughs> Here's the story, though. Go ahead, Buck. You got something. I was going to further, like, I would have personally used a different excuse. I don't know which one, but it would have been a little bit more elaborate than just chocolate laxative. But if that were the hill I were to die on, like, I would at least, like, once I saw a puzzled look upon an officer's face, I'd be like, the Quake brand? (laughs) (laughs) it's just 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 really like you know if you're gonna die on that hill you might as well pull the pin on your own grenade it's like okay all right (laughs) so this is being reported of okalasa county florida a crestview man is arrested after deputies say they found in his possession drugs and drug paraphernalia during a traffic stop on saturday Stephen Copland, 29, is charged with trafficking heroin, possession of oxycodone, possession of drug paraphernalia, and a traffic violation. Because you had to have the reason for the, for the stop. <laughs> According to the arrest report from Okalasa County Sheriff's Office, deputies stopped Copeland on Hurlbert Road, H-U-R-L-B-U-R-T, Hurlbert Road, near Fort Lawton Beach, when a deputy noticed he had an expired car registration. Huh. After OCSO canine Bert, <laughs> who the hell? It was a dog, Bert. That's a great name for a dog. That is not a great it's name for se- a dog. Yeah, it is, man. Yeah, it is. That's a, that's that's speculatory. You know, that's I, that's subject to opinion, man. <laughs> no, okay. So I think I th- you know I I think Bert, old people names and 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 names of food. Like if you if you pick one of those two arenas, 
then then you are fine with a dog name and Bert definitely qualifies for the first first of those prerequisites. Dude, so the other day I'm driving to work. And we're going to get off topic for a second here, but I'm driving to work and we have a, like a really bad issue with dogs just running loose around here. And there was this dog in the road. And I'm like, you stupid thing, get out of the way. And I'm like, eh, eh, honking the horn at nothing. Cars are like almost hitting my back end. I am stopped because this car, this dog is literally just walking up the lane. He don't care. He don't give a crap. I'm laying on the horn now. Finally, this dog turns around. I'm thinking the whole time, I'm just going to have to run this dog over because I'm not going to get rear-ended for a dog. <laughs> Well, the dog turns around, looks at my car, and I say looks at very loosely because all I saw was white. Its eyes were both just white. This dog was blind as a bat. And now I feel bad because I can't run over the blind dog. So I get out, and I'm trying to make sure this dog's not going to bite me. I snatch his little butt up, throw him in the car. And he's probably a chihuahua. Pretty fat chihuahua, though. Um, old as hell, blind as a bat. And so I call... Uh, okay. dispatch and I try to get animal control well she doesn't come on for another hour so I said okay I'll just drive it to the shelter well they don't open until 10 so well, I guess you're going to work with me pup so I take it to my office and I'm sitting there finally animal control comes over and she picks the dog up and she leaves and I have a police radio in my car and I wasn't she wasn't gone 10 minutes and she comes across the radio uh, telling, telling dispatch she's clear taco has been returned home there was a bolo out for this diabetic, old, blind dog. Apparently, the, the entire police department was looking for this dog all night long because these people kept calling, worried about Taco. They named their Chihuahua Taco, Buck. They named it Taco. That's that's definitely pushing the envelope. <laughs> yeah, so now we have Taco and Bert. Dog names I just didn't need in my life. But Bert alerted on Copland's truck. Deputies said they found a heroin under the seat, more heroin on the passenger floorboard, oxycodone, a plastic bag with methamphetamine residue, a scale, and a sort of drug paraphernalia consistent with distribution. Ah. Copeland told deputies that the heroin was a chocolate laxative and he believed the pills to be fake, the report said. Copeland was arrested and booked into the Okalasa County Jail. Oh, it's, it's not real! <laughs> it's fake! That's the best excuse he can come up with. Oh, that's, that's chocolate laxative and, and fake fake drugs. Nah, you know, like I said, man, if you're going to die on that hill, you got to commit to it. Should have been like, it's chocolate laxative and these are ibuprofen. I got a bad headache. Bam. And I get them take a lot. Two, take, take two of them and, and just pray like hell. <laughs> like, hopefully this is over before the, these kick in. And <laughs> like... Well, I remember in high school, there was a, a kid that got uh, arrested uh, for having uh, marijuana at school, and he was selling it. So they got him for, you know, a distribution, school zone. I mean, this dude was looking at some nasty stuff. Now, he was a minor, but that didn't matter because of the, the types of felonies he was being charged with. And his defense was, and he wasn't lying, it wasn't marijuana. It was grass clippings and oregano. But it does not matter because if you are selling it as marijuana, it is treated as though it is marijuana. Right. And he had a mm -hmm. lot of it. <laughs> man. I can only imagine how that. Oh, oh, man. 
that was that that was probably a very ugly, ugly conversation that kid had with his friends. Like pa- friends, how about parents, or how about the people went to jail with? No, I, for? I said oregano I, possession. No, no, no. I I, I said rents. Oh, rents, rents, not friend. Oh, look at you yeah, trying I'm to be all sorry. cool and I, hip. I'm too hip to be square, man. Ugh. What man? Huey Lewis was a great. Now nah, you got the button on that one. Ah, but like I said, we're staying all there in the great state of Florida because a Florida attorney has been disbarred for making porn film in jail. Uh, yeah, and this is we're going to talk about this a little bit more in depth from personal experience. Take read into that what you will. But Andrew Sparks used his law license to access private rooms. The state a Supreme Court says a Florida lawyer, a, yeah, a Florida lawyer has been disbarred for using his attorney privileges to visit women in jail and record sexual encounters with them for a pornographic film, according to the Florida Supreme Court. The state's highest court uh, last week disbarred Tampa attorney Andrew Spark retroactive to July of 2019. According to the Florida Supreme Court notice, Spark abused his privilege to practice law, used his law license to access private rooms provided to attorneys at two jails in order to solicit prostitution and record the encounters for a pornographic film. Spark, 58, has been on probation since 2019 after pleading guilty to a charge of bringing contraband into a county detention facility. He's charged with furnishing... I'm sorry, he's already been finishing a concurrent one-year probation for misdemeanor solicitation of prostitution, according to the Miami Herald. Really? (laughs) I mean, I I know attorneys bring contraband in. We all know that. Uh, We've all experienced that. Even stuff that they believe to be innocuous, but we've had it come in. But do you remember the time that uh, someone smuggled a camera, which I believe was probably a cell phone, but they smuggled a camera into the female uh, work release facility at our, at our prison. I remember it very vaguely. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't on top of the gossip and when stuff like that happened, dude, the freaking state police came in and investigated that one. No, I know, I know, I know. And that's why I knew like, like, I didn't know the story about it. I didn't. I don't even remember who was involved. Oh, I, I do. just. Oh, I'm sure you do, man. I mean, it's just when things like that happened. I just it it's, it was better that I just kept my head down. Like people thought I was a snitch, and you know that's fine. Whatever. I don't really care now. I didn't care then, but I didn't know anything. So you know, because I, I didn't pay attention, and this okay. is a perfect example. But let's just let's just talk about conditions inside prisons for the most part they're not good hygiene's not great no um Mm-mm. the shower facilities are suspect at best uh the the, the <laughs> bob barker soap does not go a long way <laughs> and yes that is the brand no. folks bob barker soap um it doesn't go a long way the deodorant's not really much of anything um I can't see anybody like looking at a, at a, at a female inmate and going, yeah, I got to get me some of that. <laughs> you know, I, it reminds me of, uh, of what I used to say when, uh, when you and I would walk into a female housing unit, I'd look over at you and I'd be like, smell that. People would look at us like we had 10 heads. I'd be like, dude, that is, that is either exquisite cheese or something really terrible. Like, 
I'm telling you, I'm telling you the conditions. And you know, say what you want about hygiene. Say you know, it's it's not that great. But even if you were a clean freak, it is impossible to live a clean lifestyle in a prison. Now, if you're a clean so, freak, you're going to hang it, it up because there is no way you can uh, be clean. The, the, right. So, you know, I'm, I'm only saying that because I don't want to make it seem like everybody in there, everybody in there was an outright pig. They weren't, but there were enough of them. There was definitely some to... Vikings walking around. Oh man. Oh, oh man. Like there were a couple of times I'd walk into those female housing units and I, I'd swear that, that like there was just a lodge full of Brunhildas, man, like all sorts of Viking women. Sorry and, about that. My work phone decided oh. to ring. Uh, but, yeah, it was definitely some some messed up things going on in there. And it's just something I don't really remember. But whenever you had uh, any time I walked on the block, the only thing you ever heard me say was at the top of my lungs. And I mean the absolute top of my lungs. Mail on deck! Because <laughs> I did not oh, want to yeah. be accused of anything. Nope. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Always stay on camera. Absolutely, never ever. Freaking lootly, I, I I knew exactly how far I could step and make sure I was on camera at all times. And oh I, yeah, I did not walk off of that camera ever. Not once. Okay, so we're gonna st- we're still gonna stay in Florida, as I said before. Um, yeah, this one's <laughs> I love this one. Orlando airport passenger busted trying to board plane with twenty two pounds of meth. Police say. Ah, and the subtitle is Suspect Claimed Bag Wasn't His. So, again, I I mentioned earlier that I hope our listening audience isn't that that familiar with heroin. Uh, I equally hope that they're not that familiar with meth, but meth, for 22 pounds of it, that's a lot. Yeah. I, I would have to blame this on a gross misunderstanding of the metric system. Because... I can I, I and and it makes sense too. Like the guy's probably still a dipshit either way, but the guy was probably like told, "Yeah, we got ten kilos." Yeah, which well. is, <laughs> you know, like, you know, he's thinking he's thinking the other way around. He's like, "Oh, that's only that's only like two pounds." Yeah, no, 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 no dude, you're mad. <laughs> you need you need to learn how to math, like. Come on, dude. 22 like, pounds is about the size of a small backpack. I mean, yeah. Let me put it to you that way. It's a lot of freaking meth. But, yeah. In Orlando, Florida, a passenger at Orlando International Airport who attempted to board a plane with 22 pounds of crystal meth and $900 in cash claimed the drugs weren't his. Really? Police say a Transportation Security Administration agent spotted Eli Brown at gate 35 around 8 a.m. on January 22nd and stopped him for a random bag check before he could board his flight to Louisville, Kentucky. Inside the backpack, police said the agent found 22 vacuum-sealed bags wrapped in white clothing that each contained a pound of meth and $900 in cash. Brown, 46, claimed the bag wasn't his and he fell asleep at the gate after flying in from Los Angeles. And when he woke up, the bag was next to him and he assumed it was his since he arrived at the, with an identical bag, according to the affidavit. He was arrested and charged with trafficking in methamphetamine over 200 grams. Just slightly over 200 grams, Buck. <laughs> I, just, just a scotch. <laughs> just a scotch. How, how many times have you... Uh, those weren't my pants. 
<laughs> I gotta tell you what, man. Like this dude thoroughly committed to that. He's he's like, and upon some pleasant random happenstance, I woke up and this bag was here. Like, no, uh, yeah, the mess not mine, but uh, but by by sheer random happenstance, the nine hundred dollars is. <laughs> Like, it, no offense, man, but this maid keeps the change. If I got to clean it up, you know, I just figured I'd keep the cash. <laughs> no. I happen to have a random <laughs> backpack that was identical to this one. Yeah, not so much, dude. Come on. Come on. Come on. But let's just, let's just, let's just play devil's advocate here. What do you, what would you, what, how would you like tell that story again if they re- went back and reviewed the footage? Because I'm sure it's going to get subpoenaed. Because the idiot, you know, you're always on camera in an airport. Uh, what happens if it actually was the bags got switched? I mean, seriously. <laughs> that would be, like, you know, incredible and very unlikely. But, you know, it's not, like, impossible, I suppose. No, it's really not impossible. But it is, it is very improbable. Like... That it like if you were to look at the it, it, that in a statistical analysis of like the chances of that happening, it would be an anomaly. Like there there'd be no point of data to to graph that on. That's like some you would ocean, have to just. It's like some Ocean's Eleven shit, you know. But you know when I go through well, an, when I go through an airport, dude, I am terrified of losing anything. I, I wear a freaking necklace with my with my passport in there and my IDs, and I don't carry my wallet, and I never carry cash. Well. And I, and I'm like I, I well, have everything in a carry on because I don't even want to check a bag because I'm that paranoid. How can people be so lackadaisical you, that they would just forget their bag was it, and all of a sudden it gets switched? Well, that's that's the other part, and that's why that's why it's so unlikely. What freaking dumbass meth dealer would switch Eli Brown a bag? <laughs> oh, touche. Touche. But we're talking about 22 pounds of meth. And you're just going to, like, misplace that in an airport and get it confused with somebody else's bag at random? Like, if I had 22 pounds of meth, of, of anything illegal, in my possession, and I were carting it through an airport, there would be a zero, and I mean this, unless somebody were to pry it from my hands, there would be a 0% probability of me leaving that someplace or even mistaken with an identical bag it would never leave my my grip or my grasp like the old like, school like the handcuff on the bag you know <laughs> yeah I, well you know you got to figure that's not his meth probably not you know the chance the chance like he's he's whoever is transporting that is doing it for somebody else and now they have to answer for 22 pounds of missing meth no I don't think so. Dude, you got caught. The, the smoking gun is in your hands. You've got the bag, you've got the meth, you've got the cash, and your story is, like, not even, like, I can't even give you an F. Like, I can't, like, it's not even, it's just that bad. I de- like, you're, you're, you're depicting some elaborate hoax that involves somebody misplacing 22 pounds of meth. No, sir. Yeah. No, sir. So if if by some weird thing happens and for some reason they allow you to listen to podcasts in, in prison and Eli Brown, you're listening to this, uh, you need to start flipping right now and throw everybody you can under the bus because you're looking at a life sentence, dude. 
you need to you need to you need to start shaving some years off and giving up some names, dude, because that's the only chance you got. <laughs> yeah. Well, yep, yep. we're gonna stick with Florida yet again for our last Florida story for the day, and this one's fun. And this was probably gonna be the thumbnail. Now that I'm looking at it, uh, man with Florida tattooed on his forehead, accused of calling 911 to ask for a ride home. Suspect claims he didn't have money for a taxi. And, and let me let me just point this out for those of you that are not uh, watching this on the visual portion, because this is gonna be the thumbnail, no doubt in my mind. He does not have the word Florida tattooed on his forehead. No, no, no. He actually has the shape of Florida tattooed right in the middle of his forehead, and it's right goes from his forehead to the panhandle right down between his eyes. Yeah. This dude has a big old Florida, right. Florida dick hanging out on his face. <laughs> that is seriously what it looks like. And it is... It is... I, I don't know. Remember, folks, we read these stories as as you hear them. Like, this is completely organic. So I am only left with the presumption that this dude lost a bet. And that's what I'm going to gauge. That's, that's my opinion of this tattoo so far. Raz, proceed with the reading. Let me get some. Let me get some background on this guy, and decide whether he's just that big of a d bag that he would tattoo the image of the state of Florida on his forehead. Well, this is out of Pasco County, Florida. A man with a big, bold tattoo of Florida in the middle of his forehead repeatedly called nine one one to ask for a ride home because he didn't have the money for a taxi, according to Pasco County Sheriff's Office. Records show twenty-two year old Matthew uh, Leadham of Houston called 911 four times between 3:17 a.m. and 4:22 a.m. on Sunday to ask for a ride home. These are quotes. I'm trying to find a ride home. I I fucked up. I'm trying to find a fucking ride home, Lethan said to the first call. He laughed at times and seemed to not know where he was exactly. He said he had been drinking, quote, a little bit. I've been out here for like an hour. I thought I tried to call a ride home or what, like a Lyft or an Uber, but I ain't got none yet, <laughs> Lethal said in the call. He claimed that he called the wrong number, but then he called back for a second time at 3.23 a.m. I ain't able to call a Lyft right now. It's only letting me call this number. So I figure, fuck it, I'll call this number and I'll pick up a, a Lyft, Lethal said. <laughs> The operator told him 911 was for emergencies only, and the call only for Letham, ended the call only for Lethem to dial back almost immediately after a 3:25 a.m. Uh, call. And there actually is audio here. We have audio, so oh please. But it looks like it's like 15 minutes of audio, so I, I might just put this in the link. But oh. put, put this in a link in the description. But uh, this might be something worth listening to. All right, we're gonna we're gonna try to play a little of the audio here because it just <laughs> this is too good. Nine one one. What is the address of your emergency? Oh shit. Uh. Fuck. Um. Hmm. Damn. I think I have the wrong number. Okay. Who am I? Shit. Who am I speaking with? Uh, I'm trying to find a a, a ride home. Uh, I fucked up. Uh, I'm trying to find a motherfucking ride home. Okay, where are you located at? Uh, what is this place? Uh, shoot. Uh, fuck. Damn it. Um, 
I think. <laughs> Are you at a business or a residence? All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> this guy. This guy's whole tone changed. Like he when he was like, "Oh, I I fucked up. I fucked up." Blah, 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 blah. And the lady started asking him questions like, where are you? Like, you could tell. <laughs> you could tell by the way he started talking that he thought she was asking him for a ride, like, to, in order to give him a ride home. He thought, holy she, shit, this he worked. Thought, <laughs> he's like, oh, my gosh. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're a civil servant. Get me a glass of water. No, 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 no. <laughs> Well, records show that Deputy met Lethem on U.S. Highway 19 in Port Ritchie, and he once again said he needed a ride home. When the deputy offered to call him a taxi, he said he didn't have any money to pay for one. Lethem walked away towards his home and called 911 for a fourth time at 4.22 a.m., while the deputy was still nearby and once again asked for a ride home. In that call, he said the deputy wouldn't give him a ride home. Quote, whatchamacallit, uh, I'm trying to pick up at the scenic drive, basically. I've been trying to get a ride for a while now. Been sitting here for a minute. I'm freezing. <laughs> About six minutes into the final call, a deputy could be heard in the background speaking to Lethem. You're on the phone with 911, is that correct? Get your hands out of your pockets. <laughs> the call oh, ends seconds see. later. The deputy was, uh, saw there was no emergency, so Lethem was taken into custody. Deputies said that they found marijuana on Latham during the search, but he claimed he didn't know what it was. <laughs> He's facing charges for misuse of the 911 system and possession of marijuana under 20 grams. <laughs> wow, man. Let me just point out, there is literally over 15 minutes of audio from this guy on the 911 calls. <laughs> and it is, it is, like, we listened to some of it briefly, and it is... It is worth a click. It really is. Like, you kind of get a new uh, a new perspective on how dumb people can frickin' be. So if you happen to listen to this on the audio version on, on all the platforms that we're on, like Apple Podcasts, Anchor, you know, Spotify, what have you, uh, make sure you go to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search for the Mount Moon Crew or just search for the Social Liability Podcast and you'll find it. And I'll make sure the link to that one is in the description of the of this video, so that you can listen to the uh, the entirety of Mister Lethem's uh, adventures in Florida. Okay, so we're we're done with Florida now, thank God, uh, and we're gonna go all the way over to jolly old England uh, with the Edinburgh Evening News, news you can trust since eighteen seventy three. Blundering bank robber forced to remove pillowcase disguise after forgetting to cut eye holes. A blundering bank robber in Fife put a pillowcase over his head to hide his identity, then had to take it off because he couldn't see what he was doing during the attempted raid. Yeah, that's you heard that right. Matthew Davies stormed into the bank on Scotland Branch in uh, Mile. Sure, let's go with that. Armed with a meat cleaver last September, demanding money from the terrified staff behind the counter. The 47-year-old pulled the weapon from a pillowcase after putting the bedding item over his head and instantly losing his bearings within the branch. But the high court in Glasgow was told that Davies had to quickly remove it because he hadn't cut eye holes. Uh, Davies still managed to get his hands on almost 2,000 pounds 
Sterling, after repeatedly battering a glass partition at the bank's counter with the meat cleaver, threatening to harm the female, a female customer. Before sauntering off, with, he was spotted petting a dog. <laughs> he was eventually caught after a brave customer from the bank followed him home and called the police. Davies pled guilty to assault and robbery and will be sentenced next month. You know, you know why he didn't cut holes in the pillowcase. He was afraid. He, he, guy, guy committed to this robbery, planned it out, whole nine yards, and when the moment of truth came, he was like, "My old lady is gonna be pissed if I cut high holes in this. It doesn't matter if I get away with this and come home with a million pounds. It doesn't matter if I cut eye holes in this pillowcase." There will be hell to pay. And that's where the plan unraveled for him. I'm telling you, there was a woman behind of this and a smart one at that. So Homeboy walks into a bank with a pillowcase that has a meat cleaver in it. Puts on yeah. said pillowcase, then pulls out the meat cleaver. That is the order in which this happened. He put the pillowcase over his head, then pulled out the meat cleaver. So just visualize that for a second. <laughs> then had to take it off because he couldn't see. And then when he left the bank, instead of having a getaway car or anything like that, no, no, no. He went outside, pet a dog, and walked home. All the while, one of the customers walked behind him and followed him all the way back to his house. <laughs> Man. It takes Man. a special... I mean, this is, these are the kind of cases where if you're the defense attorney... Uh, you're kind of like your your defense is your honor uh, mental defect. This dude's an idiot. <laughs> now I don't know if it works like that in the UK though. I don't. Know I, I'm not. That's the thing. Like over there, they might be like, we don't we don't care. No, actually, they're they're actually a lot more liberal with their criminal justice system in England than we are. Uh, in a lot of ways, they are. Uh, they take civil penalties a lot worse, but uh, criminal penalties are. It's much different, but um, in a lot of ways the same. It's hard to describe. I watch a lot of uh, British cop shows and and uh, repossession shows and stuff like that just because they tickle me. <laughs> I'm telling you, there is something about the, you know, there's something about the English, you know, or the people in Great Britain in general. Like if I had some guy coming to repo my car. And he spoke at me with that accent. I would get, I would do whatever that person said. I'd be like, I, I don't know what it is, but you sound legit, and that's good enough for me. Here you go. <laughs> like, I'll, I, seriously, man. Like, I'd hop in any van with a guy in the driver's seat as long as he had as long as he had an accent of some sort from from a country that sounded intelligent, like intelligent to me, like British or Scottish or something like that. Like, hey, you want some candy? I'd be like, yeah, put it on red and spin the wheel, man. <laughs> Looks like you got gobs. <laughs> I'd be like, dude, are those gob stoppers? Anybody else came up to me like that, though, from America, they'd be like, hey, man, you want some candy buck? I'd be like, nah, take your candy and shove it. <laughs> if, you got, like, if you got a Euro European accent, man, I'm getting into your van. <laughs> like, I'm, that's it. <laughs> you notice he said van and not car. <laughs> Well, I need a ram. <laughs> well, we're going to come back to the U.S. ABC News reports that an angry maskless man denied food service 
returned with a gun to steal fried chicken and waffles. The man didn't demand any cash and even took syrup for his food before leaving. <laughs> okay. A man who was denied service for not wearing a mask at a fried chicken restaurant allegedly turned, I'm sorry, returned with a gun and held up the kitchen before robbing them of fried chicken and waffles. The incident occurred at approximately 5.37 p.m. at Roscoe's House of Chicken and Waffles in Pasadena, California. KABC said that according to the police and restaurant officials, what the hell is a restaurant official? Eh, whatever. The sus- <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. I do not want to be on the news and have, like the little card that comes up at the bottom and says, you know, Raz, <laughs> restaurant official. <laughs> Come on, man. Make me a manager or something. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the suspect and... That's like being a referee at a kid's t-ball game. You're like, what? I've done that. Like, I'm not... <laughs> well, th- no, you've been an umpire. Okay? I'm talking... <laughs> That's... It's like, yeah, I got my football bat here in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, the suspect initially walked into Roscoe's, ordered food, but was denied service by the staff because he was not wearing a mask. Employees informed him that he could return to get his food once he was wearing one. The man then left the restaurant and did indeed return, but this time he had showed up at the back of the establishment with a gun. He comes. Where were the restaurant officials? Where's the officials at? I got my chicken. He came. Where are the restaurant officials, man? Where are they? They should be guarding the back door. He comes straight toward me with a gun, pointed at me, saying, put all the chicken in the bag. (laughs) He said, put all the chicken in the bag. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Uh, Says the cook, Robert Gonzalez, who was working in the kitchen after the suspect walked in and told KABC an interview after the incident. Oh, my Lord. Uh, Just (laughs) put all the chicken in the bag. I'm going to be saying that the rest of the day. (laughs) Manager Angela uh, Patero? Patero? Yeah, said he didn't take or demand any cash from the restaurant. Only chicken and waffles. He didn't take any cash. Uh, He he actually took chicken. And before he walked out the door, he took syrup for his chicken. (laughs) All right. This This guy is a repeat offender career criminal, man. Guy had his whole thing planned out. He even got the freaking syrup. That's how you know he's a repeat offender because the guy has refined his processes. Yeah, last he time he got home, probably... last time he got home with yeah. shit. I forgot the syrup. <laughs> yeah, he went he went down and got busted with dry waffles. He was not going to repeat that error. And then you know what? He goosed the restaurant officials. Goosed them. Bam! Made it out clean getaway. Couldn't even. Nope. Restaurant officials were stumped. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) Lord. While amusing in hindsight, this was terrifying while it happened. We were feeling scared, especially my cashier. She was very, very scared. And when I first talked to her, she she was basically hysterical. But after a while, she calmed down and started laughing about it because she realized it was all he did was take some chicken. In an ironic twist, surveillance cameras were able to capture images of the man's face due to the fact that he was not wearing a mask. <laughs> the one-time dude, little anti-masker ass, should have been like, you know, I might need a mask for this. 
No, he was that committed to the anti-mask cause that he's going down for chicken theft. I'm telling you, that's that. You know what? We've covered it in a couple episodes in the past, man. It seems to be a common hill that people are dying upon right now. You know, they they're like, ah, I'm going to commit a crime and not wear a mask because I'm protesting because I'm fighting the you man. <laughs> you, you are not like, dude, 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 dude. This is not the time to profess your civil liberties about wearing a mask. You are committing a crime. This is where a mask would behoove you. Like, this, this is something that you are doing to benefit yourself. Well, according Yet, now, to the Los Angeles resorts, Times... Resorts to foul play. Foul play and steal... Oh, God. No, 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 no. You, you even, like, talked over me just to get that bad joke in. But according to the I Los did. Angeles Times, a suspect is described as a black man in his 30s or 40s with a thin build, black curly hair, hazel eyes, and tattoos on his face and neck. He was last seen wearing a green sweater and white sweatpants with black polka dots. <laughs> his companion was described as a Latino man with a shaved head, standing between 5'4 and 5'5, weighing about 150 pounds. Nobody was injured in the incident. The man, but the man who robbed the establishment is still at large. I, I almost got shot over stupidity. I guess said Gonzalez to KVBC. Man, guy even had the getaway. Like wow, costumes and everything. No, he didn't. Probably, he didn't probably. have the mask. <laughs> But you know what? He probably thought that no, nobody's going to remember these. No, nobody's going to remember anything after the tattoos no, on my face. Nobody will notice my black polka dotted pants. And all the tattoos all over my face completely hide my identity. Nobody will ever recognize me. Yeah. Well, you know that. For our, for our final okay. delve into the, the stupidity, this week we got a story from the New York Post. Trio arrested after demanding cops shovel their car out of the snow. Three people in Massachusetts were busted after they allegedly demanded that police shovel their trapped car out of the snow, culminating in one of the suspects striking a cop. The vehicle got stuck Tuesday when the driver lost control and plowed into a mound of snow amid the winter storm that walloped the Northeast. <laughs> the, the word walloped is actually in this story. That's how you know it's quality reporting right there. Quality. The car's occupants, a man... An, I'm sorry, a woman and two men tried the Frida car, but to no avail as traffic became blocked in Farmingham. Police said the suspects grew angry when an officer told them they had to call a tow truck, according to the news outlet. When police tried to speak to the driver, 19-year-old Bianca Torres, the officer was immediately met with anger, I'm sorry, with angry people demanding the officer get a shovel and help them dig and push the vehicle out of the snowbank. The officer called the tow truck, but once it arrived, passenger Nathaniel Chickering, 18, allegedly refused to let the car be towed and proceeded to block traffic. <laughs> Police then arrested Chickering, uh, causing the other passenger, Michael Rodriguez, 21, to allegedly strike an officer in the stomach in an attempt to get the cop to release his friend. <laughs> Cops also arrested Rodriguez, and when Torres intervened, they busted her too, according to the Metro, Daily, Metro West Daily News. During a search, police found a knife on Chickering. The suspects were all charged with disorderly conduct, while Rodriguez was also charged with assault and battery on a police officer, and Chickering was charged with carrying a dangerous weapon. Oh. 
Man, somebody saw too many movies as a kid. You think hitting a cop is going to, like... That'll make your day if, better. Even if you, yeah, like, <laughs> even if even if you got your friend away, like, even if you got, like, a you know, a, a, good, a good hit in and knocked the guy out, got your friend out. I'd just like to point you out, that, I'd just like to point out, even if you got him out, got him away from the cop, your car is still stuck, dude. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, like, even if you can't get a run for it, man, like, they know who you are. Like, they will, they, like, you, you have assaulted a police officer and left one of their own injured. And, like, and, and, and you're fleeing the scene. Like, you think that they're not going to catch up with you. Red and like, blue lights are about to rain down from the gods. <laughs> yeah. Zeus throwing oh, his, oh, yeah. throwing the lightning bolt from Mount Olympus would be less spectacular than the amount of lights you're about to see in this neighborhood. Right. Oh, yeah. But, hey, your car's stuck in the snow. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, like, all your problems have been solved. You you actually do not have to shovel your own car out now. You are going to be in jail, though. And your car's still getting towed. And, so, <laughs> and sorry, kid. Sorry, kid. Your car is actually going to get towed now. Whether you like it or not, it's but, still getting towed. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, you, you is, always have a choice. I always tell people you always have a choice certain. in life. And when that tow truck showed up, they had a choice. They could either go to jail. I'm sorry, they could either let the let the tow truck tow their car, or they can go to jail, and the tow truck still tows their car. <laughs> At that point, right. it's game over. <laughs> like that's that's a, that's a uh, that is a moment where you have to resign to the fact that whether or not you like it, it is still going to happen. Is this so, really the hill you want to die on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I guarantee you, when they did arrest him and they took him into booking, I guarantee you they weren't gentle. <laughs> nope. As they seldom are with people like that. Yeah. Why don't you get a shovel and give Shut up. <laughs> yeah, talk. Talk, talk to the CEOs at the jail that we bring you to like that. See see how well that gets you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, you're, you're demanding, yeah. are you? Okay. <laughs> but let me, on the flip side of that, if you ever find yourself uh, incarcerated or even just dealing with police in general, if you're just not a dick, it typically goes a long way. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, like you know, yeah. People banging on doors, saying, oh, "I'm going to cause a ruckus. I'm going to cause a ruckus." Blah blah. I'm going to make your life hell. It's like, um, just before you do that, you know, why don't we just save ourselves some time and look at the facts here? Regardless of how much noise you make or how annoying it is to me, I'm still getting paid to sit here and deal with it. Like, so what? I got one day out of the week where I got to earn my money a little bit more. Big deal. And there's still two inches of steel separating you and me. So whatever threats you make are really like, they're not going to intimidate me. And third, I just, you know, you're going to, you're going to tire yourself out, man. Like, <laughs> in, a, in a, in a test of strength between you and a steel door, my money's gonna be on the steel door anytime. <laughs> in a battle I mean, like, of wills between you and the steel door, again, I'm gonna go with the steel door. <laughs> right, you know, b- barring the one guy who could actually punch the window out 
of one of those cell doors. Robert you still Neal. can't. Yep. Yep. Robert Neal. But you know what? That was impressive as hell. Because even though he could punch it out, you still can't get through it. And you're like, no, you, you get your, your hand out there going. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. But, but it was still it was still really impressive that he could actually wrap up his hands in a way to be able to just like, bam, punch that door or punch the window right out of the door. Like those windows are legit like in there. They're made to like have people go ape shit behind yeah. of them. And this guy just knocked it out. But either way, either way. Well, that is all we have for this week's episode of the Social Liability Podcast. And I'd just like to thank everyone for listening, if you've come this far. Uh, please remember to uh, subscribe, because that helps us out tremendously. And you know, share it with a friend, you know. T- tell them how much you like us, because we're lonely. <laughs> very. And you can also, very, very lonely. You can also check out all of our other content. You can catch me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash the underscore raspberry zero one. Uh, you can also check out Buck's uh, web series on our YouTube channel, The Mount Moon Crew. Yeah, and that series is called Better Than Bad with Buck. And yes, yes I am going to get a Kill Bill reference in there one of these days. I just haven't done it yet. Uh, but it's all right. You, you've got a couple episodes out. We're waiting for episode three. I, or Yeah, episode three. Yeah, episode three. Yeah, come on. Get episode three yeah. going. Come on. Do it. Uh, yeah, I will. I will. I will. I will. I will. <laughs> Uh, you can also check out our friend Sadar. Uh, her her uh, web series, Just Pizza, is actually doing pretty well. We're up like five five episodes of that, so she's she's pretty happy with that. And we're happy for her. We enjoy watching those. And uh, I'm sure we got some other stuff going on, but I can't think of it right now. So thank you for listening. Uh, hit the subscribe button, share it with a friend, and we will see you all, or rather, you'll you'll hear us on the next episode of the Social Liability Podcast. Thank you.